Welcome. You are listening to a broadcast by Barnabas Foundation, your trusted partner for smart and powerful generosity. And here is your host, Reverend Philip Leo, Director of Church Communications. Hello, everyone. This is Philip Leo. In the second part of a four-part series on gifts that reduce taxes, Kurt Knoll, Director of Member Relations, and Cindy Remersma, Client Services Administrator, talk about giving to your church from an IRA. Good morning, and thank you for joining us. We're glad you're with us today. My name is Kurt Nola, Director of Member Relations here at Barnabas Foundation, and joining me today, as we did last week, is Cindy Remersma, our, our Client Services Administrator. Um, today's session is a four, part of a four-part series that we're doing on gifts that reduce taxes. Uh, last week, we did a session on gifts of marketable securities. Um, next week, we'll touch on business interests and real estate gifts, and the week after that, we'll touch on commodities. But today, we're going to talk about gifts from your IRA. So before we get started, a couple housekeeping items, just for those of you who don't know who Barnabas Foundation is. We're a ministry that's been around for 44 years. Um, we're a partnership ministry with over 200 member organizations today that we provide plan giving and estate planning expertise to their supporters. So if this is something that might be of interest to you or you'd like to talk about ways to give uh, differently than just cash, we'd be happy to talk to you about those things. Um, if you have questions during the broadcast today, feel free to type them into the Q&A section. We'll address them as we're able to. We anticipate today's session will be roughly about 15 minutes or so in length, and it is being recorded, as last week's was as well. And if you, um, you'd want, like to share the recording with your spouse or perhaps parents or friends, feel free to do so. You can find the recording after it's been posted at barnabasfoundation.com slash reduce taxes. You'll also find last week's recording there as well as any re the recordings from the next two sessions will be available there after those sessions are over. So today, um, Cindy, we're going to talk a bit about gifts from an IRA. So yeah. why don't we just jump right in um, and just, you know, why should donors be thinking about making a gift to charity from their IRAs? Sure. So about, I think it was 2015, the, um, the IRS made this um, a permanent option to do what they call the qualified charitable distribution from an IRA. So it's where individuals who are 70 and a half can make distributions directly from their IRAs, whether it's a Roth or a traditional IRA, to a charity, an outright gift to a charity. They then do not have to recognize that as income. So it lowers their adjusted gross income. They don't get to take a charitable deduction for it. They don't, you know, the IRS doesn't allow you to double dip in that way. But um, they are allowed to not have to recognize that IRA money as income. It can go directly to benefit their favorite ministries. Excellent. So you mentioned, um, or, or I, I should bring up, all IRAs have required minimum, required minimum distributions. A little tongue-tied there this morning. Um, you know, how have things changed with the RMD this year with the changes in tax law? And just as a reminder to everybody, how do the, the qualified distributions, you know, work with in conjunction with the RMD? Sure. So typically, um, people have been, like you said, required to take a uh, distribution from their IRA. It used to be when they reached 70 and a half. Then the SECURE Act came along and said, okay, that is extended now until they're 72. So they don't take a distribution until they're 72. Then this year, the CARES Act came along and said, you know what, you don't have to take a, call, a distribution at all in 2020. So they're not required to take a distribution from their IRA at all in 2020. 
Um, they can, though, at any time make a qualified, and again, individual 70 and a half, so that, that still is the case, 70 and a half, can make a qualified distribution from their IRA to their, their charity. And the way that they do that is, is really simple. There's, to, to, first of all, the, the person to contact is the administrator of their IRA. Typically, that's a financial advisor, um, and they contact them and say, I'd like to make a qualified charitable distribution from my IRA to charity. And every financial institution is a little bit different in how they handle that. Some, it may be as easy as a phone call to them and telling them the charity that you want it sent to, and they'll send the money directly out to that charity. Other um, financial institutions have provided the individuals actually with a checkbook but they can write checks directly out of their retirement account to the charities themselves. So again, every IRA administrator handles that a little bit differently as far as the, the um, technicalities of how the distributions are made, but their first point of contact, they wanna make a qualified charitable distribution is to, um, to contact their administrator to see how they, how they do that. Excellent. So let me see if I got this straight, Cindy. I mean, this was a pretty simple thing prior to 2020, right? If you were over the age of 70 and a half, you could make a distribution to the charity and it fulfilled your required minimum distribution requirements. So now with the changes in tax law under the SECURE Act, you don't have to make a distribution. You don't have to take a distribution from your IRA until you're age 72. Correct. Even this year, if you're age 72 or older, you don't have to take a distribution at all in the year of 2020, period doesn't matter right. what your age is. If you're 72 or 85, doesn't matter. Yep. Okay, so that's on the RMD side of things. Mm -hmm. The QCD side, or what we call the Qualified Charitable Distribution, anyone can still do that once they reach the age of 70 and a half, correct? Correct, yeah. Perfect, perfect. Yeah. It doesn't, and another thing to make sure, Kurt, is that I think there's been a kind of confusion by people. Some people think they can only give their RMD to charity. That's not the case. They can, any, each individual can give up to $100,000 every year from their IRA to charity. So you're not limited to your RMD. You can give up to $100,000 or any amount in between. Okay, perfect. Um, thank you for clarifying that. We're gonna to touch on something else related to distributions here in just a second, but we do have a couple questions that popped in and it relates to this age stuff. So we'll just take these right now. Uh, first question is, can people younger than 70 and a half and older than 59 and a half make charitable gifts from their IRA and not claim it as income? Do you know this? I, I'm not sure, Cindy. Yeah, that is that. That's not the way that I understand it. Um, I understand that you have to be seventy and a half in order to make that qualified charitable distribution. Yeah, I think that would be a question for your tax accountant there in relation to that. Um, I do believe that um, you'd end up having to recognize that as income, and and you could take a then further deduction uh, later on uh, as part of your schedule on your tax return. Yeah, and I know that they're, again, related to the, the CARES Act, that there have been some early withdrawal penalties that have been waived for individuals who are younger than 70 half, maybe that 59 range. So that might be where that individual is coming up with that question. Um, but yeah, definitely, if you have any question about that, contact your tax um, professional to understand your own specific circumstances. Okay. Uh, next question is, if the newer age is 72, um, but they, let's just say they had previously reached the age or this year they had reached the age of 70 and a half. Will they be allowed to wait then until 72 before they have to take anything? They can delay that even in starting this year. 
Yeah, my understanding is that they can wait and delay that. Again, nothing required in 2020. No one has to take an RMD in 2020. And then my understanding is they could wait and delay that until they're 72 now. Mm -hmm. And then another question came in about once you start taking IRA distributions, you have to you have to continue annually, except in 2020. Um, and I was thinking through that this morning. Um, that's a great question. And quite honestly, if you, you were already taking them, let's just say last year at 70 and a half, um, this year you're not taking anything now. Um, and, and then next year you'd be 72 anyway. So you're kind of in the age demographic where you would have to take that gift, but good point. Uh, and then the last question here that came in from Gail, um, what's the different uh, what is different tax or otherwise about charitable distributions from a Roth? Um, realistically, you wouldn't make a, a qualified distribution from a Roth because a Roth isn't a taxable vehicle. You, it's a pre right. uh, you, it's contributions to a Roth are post-tax. So you've already paid all the tax. So everything coming out of the Roth is tax-free anyway. So you wouldn't, you wouldn't want to do a qualified distribution from a, from a Roth IRA. Um, so I want to come back to this whole idea of, you know, how do donors go about making this gift? Could you review that one more time? And then I want to follow up on something you said about that checkbook. So uh, just for those donors who might be interested in making a QCD, what, who, what should they do next? Yeah, they should contact their charitable, um, excuse me, they should contact their IRA administrator. So whether, you know, that is an, an individual wealth advisor that they have that, that manages that on their behalf or whether it's Fidelity, Vanguard, and, and simply say, I'd like to make a qualified charitable distribution, QCD, out of my IRA directly to charity. Can you tell me how I, what I need to do to make that happen? And again, your IRA administrator may say, sure, we'll send you a form for you to complete to do that, to list the charities that you'd like to make the distribution to. Others may say, here's, here's, we'll send you a checkbook and you can make those distributions on your own whenever you're, you're called to do that or feel led to do that. Excellent. Does it have to go direct to charity? Yes, it does. It's gotta go directly to a charitable organization. It cannot go to a donor advised fund. So that's something that you want to make sure. It, it, unfortunately, you can't, you know, many people who are used to, you know, working with Barnabas Foundation, utilizing our stewards fund, our donor advised fund, um, they just automatically think that they're making a charitable gift and it can go to their stewards fund. Unfortunately, it cannot. It's got to go directly to, um, to the end charity. Anything with charitable gift annuity, could they put it into a charitable gift annuity or charitable remainder trust? No, charitable gift annuities and charitable remainder trusts, again, are not eligible to receive qualified charitable distributions. Again, primarily with both of those, the donor receives income from those types of gift instruments. And that's, again, the main reason why they wouldn't be eligible to send their, their QCD to a gift annuity or to fund a charitable trust. Okay, thank you. Um, however, you mentioned earlier that you can make up to a $100,000 gift to charity from your IRA. Let's just say there's a donor out there that wants to make, uh, they, they give to charity, say, $20,000 a year to a specific charity. And they'd really like to take advantage of that $100,000 distribution this year, but they'll want to give it all to charity immediately. Is there a vehicle by which they could do something like that? There is. They can do um, a what we call a single charity fund, restricted fund. Those are kind of the same um, names for this, the same type of, uh, of an agreement where they can make, say to Barnabas Foundation, they could make an account, set up an account that would be for that single charity that they wanted to benefit. 
and they could put you know twenty thousand dollars in that account and we could send out two thousand dollars a year to that charity for the next 10 years that is not a donor advised fund they're setting up the spending policy for that that account right when they establish the account it's part of the account agreement uh, but that those accounts are eligible to receive qcds and so that would be a way to really continue to benefit your charity for many years to come by making that one-time gift. Um, so that would be an option and kind of an alternative if they didn't want to send it all out to their, their favorite charities in the same year. Thank you. That kind of comes into play a little bit with what we were talking about this morning, um, you and I, that this is a unique year in 2020. Um, under the tax code of the CARES Act this year, you are able to fully deduct up to 100% of your adjusted gross income for charitable gifts this year. So you could essentially wipe out your federal tax uh, liability, your federal tax income. Can't do it on the state level, but you can undo it at the federal level. So for those of you who may have um, IRAs where you do not need the income from it anymore and have significant charitable intent, you may want to consider taking an outsized distribution this year, whether it be to the $100,000 that we previously talked about um, as a QCD directly to charity, or take a distribution from your IRA directly, considering the fact that you will be able to offset the full amount of the income as a tax deduction, and then either make those gifts directly to charity in cash, or um, through a restricted style fund agreement, or what we call single charity funds and so forth, where you can set up a multi-year distribution plan uh, to those charities. So some advanced planning or advanced uh, planning techniques that you might consider talking to ourselves uh, or, or your attorney or accountant about um, in taking advantage of this 100% deductibility this year from your, uh, of your adjusted, federal adjusted gross income. Important thing to remember on that, and correct me if I'm wrong, Cindy, is most of that, 70% uh, of that 100% has to be cash-based gifts the other 30% right. can be done through direct through asset-based giving this year, correct? Correct, correct. But your IRA, again, you know, the, that's why the IRA, you usually receive cash distribution from that. So it makes sense to make a cash distribution to charity out of, out of that as well. So mm -hmm. that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, um, again, we can't, I don't think we can say enough, the importance of looking at your personal situation this year and doing it now, not waiting until December, but doing it now in October, early November, getting together with your accountant and doing really some strategic planning. If you are at all charitable, now is, is the year to really you know, spend some time and looking at how you can maximize um, your gifts to, to ministries and charity this year. Excellent. In addition to thinking about this year, for those of you who intend to uh, or have significant charitable planning to do or intend to leave your IRA onto heirs, there was another very important tax law change this year, whereas previously up until this year, the inherited, the, uh, the heir of your IRA could take their distributions of that IRA over their lifetime. This year, it's been changed to where it's limited to a 10-year distribution plan. And so that's gonna be a very uh, significant consideration, especially if a larger balance IRA in realizing that if you leave that to a child or, or grandchild, they may have to take much larger distributions over that 10 year period of time than you perhaps wouldn't like them to have. Um, and there are some planning ways in which you can do some testamentary charitable remainder trusts um, with something like that that we'd be happy to discuss with you as well. Um, uh, couple questions that have popped in. Um, at what age can one take advantage of the $100,000 a year distribution that starts uh, at 70? And once you reach the age of 70 and a half, you can do that. Correct, Cindy? 
That's correct, Jeff. As soon as you're 70 and a half, you can make a qualified charitable distribution up to $100,000. And that's $100,000 per per individual. So if, if you have an IRA and your spouse has an IRA, both of you could. So potentially as a couple, you have separate accounts, you could make up to potentially $200,000 together as a couple. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so Greg, great question, Greg, that you just sent in. What do you see as the potential differences coming depending on the election? Would you recommend some acceleration this December? Um, that's a great unknown question. I will say that if the election goes where uh, 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 Vice President Biden does win, and if the Senate does flip, um, which is a possibility based on some of the polling data and the strategists we've heard from, um, there's certainly going to be changes in tax law that we know. There will be increased rates um, and thresholds will change. I have not read nor seen much spoken about related to chair QCD gifts and how IRAs and the charitable distributions from them might be affected. Um, so we really don't know, but if you are charitably inclined and have the flexibility, you should be taking advantage of every piece that's available to you, whether it be just to the quote unquote, the hundred thousand dollar limit, or if you have more significant intent and don't have the need for that income, uh, perhaps looking at taking a much larger distribution direct to you and then making cash gifts from that um, and offsetting your, your liability that way to reduce that, uh, the potential impact from any change in the election. Um, there was a question here about what happens in non-taxable basis if I make a QCD. Um, I'm, I'm not a tax expert here, um, but I don't believe that really, this would really be a factor because any gift coming out of a traditional IRA, um, there's really no basis discussion there because it's just an outright gift and you don't recognize the income uh, yourself on your tax return. Um, one last thing I wanted to come back to, you mentioned checkbooks that some IRA administrators um, have given some, some, uh, some participants checkbooks that they could write checks from. Um, last year, we ran into this a little bit. And Cindy, could you just comment about what they should be making sure happens related to those checks, if you recall, um, that they must be cashed before the right. end of the year? Yeah, that's really important, Kurt. You want to make sure that if you're writing those checks out of, out of your account, that they um, have to reach the charity and be cashed by the charity before the end of the year, because that is the only documentation that your IRA administrator has that that gift was actually made in the current calendar year. So if the, if the IRA administrator makes the distribution, they just have to put it in, in, in the mail by December 31st, because then that's their, their um, documentation that the gift was made is because they mailed it by that date. But again, if you have your own checkbook, the only documentation that your IRA administrator has is that canceled check from the charity. So if you do have your own checkbook, please make sure that you get that check to the charity um, well in advance of December 31st so that they, can, that they can cash that check before the end of the year. Excellent. Um, thank you so much for your insight, Cindy. As we mentioned, if anybody has any questions uh, about this particular subject matter, we, we encourage you to call the individual who invited you to this broadcast. Um, this was sent out through our, our member network and development officers invited uh, their supporters to attend. Um, as always, though, if you'd like to talk to someone immediately, you're welcome to call us here at Barnabas Foundation. We're happy to help. Um, our phone number here is 888-448-3040. You can also reach us through email at just info at barnabasfoundation.com. 
or as I mentioned, the uh, copies of this particular, uh, this or the recording of this session today, as well as the other sessions when they happen, will be available at barnabasfoundation.com slash reduce taxes. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to seeing all of you who are interested next week for our business gift and real estate gift discussion. And I'll be blessed. Have a great day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. This audio has been brought to you by Barnabas Foundation. Learn how we can help you experience smart and powerful generosity. Visit us today at www.barnabasfoundation.com.